Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. It is Communion Sunday, and so if you're online, make sure in your own household there you uh, grab some emblems that you can use. We have uh, our own emblems that we'll get to a little bit later, but believing that we would have a reset moment. We'd have a moment where we'd come back to what it's all about, because if you live in the same world I live in, it's crazy days. And uh, I'm so thankful that even though we live in the day and the age we do, we still have Jesus, who is our peace, he is our hope, and he is our constant foundation. And I believe you're going to discover the wonder of his presence again today. But if you've got your Bible, because we are in church, I want you to turn to the book of Matthew The book of Matthew, we're going to read in a moment a couple of passages that if you've been in church a little while like myself, you will have heard, but the context is very important. I always think it is important that we take a moment to acknowledge what was going on, and really at the the time of the writing, Christianity was in a contentious point in society. Jesus had arrived on the scene, and he was, as we know, the Messiah, but he was not as though the Jews thought. A Messiah would be or look like or act, and he was challenging what the narrative of normality would ask us to think it would be. And in this time and in this season, there is a call for you and I as Christians to stand up for what we believe in, to actually be convicted to the point where we know without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, Jesus is the answer. Society will ask us, like it did back in this day, to question our faith, and Matthew writes and really is urging us, and I believe God's Word wants to urge you again today, to come back to the truth, to come back to the reality that Jesus really is the way, the truth, and the life. In fact, in chapter 6, where we're going to pick this up, chapter 6, verse 25, Matthew is talking around the challenges of the day around money and of possessions, of earthly things that, if we're really honest, can often distract us from realizing and holding on to the truth that Jesus is our way, truth, and life. And so, with that in mind, it's good to acknowledge that Matthew actually was a tax collector. He was a money man. He was about possessions before Jesus got a hold of him. And so as he's penning this to us today in the book of Matthew, it's important that we acknowledge he's qualified to speak on these topics. And we pick it up in verse 25, and it says this, that is why I tell you, I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food, whether you have enough drink, whether you can afford the 91, the 95, or the 98 fuel, (laughs) I tell you not to worry about enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than the food? Isn't life more than the food and your body more than the clothing? Look at the Tweety Birds. They don't plant and they don't harvest or store up food in barns for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? 
And why worry about your clothing? Just take a look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't make their own clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares <clears throat> sorry, so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. And then a question posed, why do you have so little faith? Why are we doubting? Why aren't we trusting that God is in control? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. And then verse 33 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Make a decision to live righteously, and when you seek and live the way God intended you and I to live, he will give you everything you need. The title of this message that we're gonna share a few thoughts around today is simply this, the antidote to anxiety. The antidote to anxiety. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness, your grace towards us. We thank you that wherever we may find ourselves leaning into your word today, However church may look, we pray that you would speak, that you would move, that this wouldn't just be another message we hear or another message I preach, but Father, I truly pray that your word would come alive in our hearts and our lives, that it would challenge us and change us from the inside out. Holy Spirit, we invite you in to these moments together. We ask that you would have your way in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. I don't know if you've ever had that moment where you just don't know what to do. It's like you freeze, you get caught off guard. Maybe it is a thing in your life where you get frightened easily. When you're focused on something and something comes out of the blue, it's like a freeze moment takes place. It's like you do, know not, do not know what to do because you do not know what the future would hold. You ever been there? <laughs> I could think of many moments and many stories in my life, but as I'm reflecting on Humanity and where we find ourselves in the day and the age that we live, if we're honest, it's almost like because of this pandemic, we are in a freeze moment. Here in Auckland, we're getting excited. Here in New Zealand, we're getting excited that we're moving through the peak and better days are ahead. But can anyone tell me if there's definitely not gonna be another wave of another form of another kind tomorrow? And it's almost like in the excitement, if we're really honest, it's like, don't get your hopes up. Been burnt before. <laughs> first, whatever the first one was, Alpha, then Delta, then Omicron. Who knows what it's going to be next? The great Zaziz, I don't know. They'll come up with some awesome name. <laughs> but if we're honest, we are in a freeze moment where it's like, how do we move forward? We expect the experts and the people that need to make the decisions to get it all right and be perfect, and so I'm sure they're in a freeze moment going, well, we don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> and it's like humanity is groaning for an answer to move forward and not worry about what is around us. And I've found in my own life when we naturally strive to try and gain control, 
and we don't see the answer, the more anxious we become. It's like the more we feel like we are losing control of the moment. But I love in the book of Matthew that we are being reminded that, hey, if you and I are in Christ, not only are we a new creation, but we have an answer for such times that we live in. His name is Jesus. In fact, as we read, the book of Matthew doesn't just tell us to not worry. It doesn't just tell us, hey, you gotta remember the temporal things of this world will not last, but it gives us a key. It gives us the keys. It gives us the antidote to a worry-free and anxious-free life. A true life of freedom. But if we're not careful, we'll read a scripture like that and say, yeah, that's cool, do not worry, but you don't understand the day and the age we're living in. We're in the 21st century. Petrol's hitting $3, etc., etc., etc. But if God's word, which it is, is the truth, (laughs) then we will find the answer we need in the day in which we live. And as we read here in verse 33, after encouraging you and I not to worry, the key, the antidote is given. To seek the kingdom of God, verse 33 says, above all else. We could stop there and spend three hours today talking about that. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Now, good news, we are here in church and that is a great step forward. But the challenge or the question I have is what is it you are actually seeking? Because if the kingdom of God is one of the elements or areas of your life, my life, we're seeking, that is great. But if it's not above all else, we will still live anxious and worried. It goes on to then say, don't just get enamored with the seeking, but now you and I have to make a decision to live righteously. We actually have to not just seek out God's word, we now have to apply the principles that are in God's word. Yeah, but this is an old book, Luke, and it doesn't really line up with the way society is being shaped and formed, and it's just, it's too hard. Eh, Wrong answer. If you and I want to live anxious-free, worry-free, and in fact, a life of freedom, no matter what restrictions are in our day and our age, we not only have to seek God above everything else in our lives, but we have to make a decision to live righteous. And in doing so, every single need will now be met. When we seek God above anything else in our lives, we're now empowered to live righteous lives, which in turn gives you and I the access to the fullness of heaven right here and right now to see every need met. And as I was reading this again, I was thinking it's a great Christian knees type saying, the kingdom of God. What does that actually mean? If the key is to seek the kingdom of God above all else, can we just for a moment park the concept or the idea of what you think it may mean and take a moment to look at the way Jesus described it and modeled it as he lived here on earth. Because remember, he is, not was, but he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so as I was studying a few 
I guess, habits of Jesus because he was a human like you and I. He navigated times like you and I where there was oppression, where there was famine, where there was disease, where there was all sorts of things in the world going on around him, but he managed to commit to seeking God above all else. (laughs) He managed to commit to living righteous, and strangely enough, he had every need met not only for himself, for his disciples, but for every single person that came to him in need. So number one, I think, if we're going to look at the antidote to anxiety, the first thing Jesus teaches us is you and I need to have an upward relationship with God through Jesus. First and foremost, our relationship goes up. When Matthew talks about seeking the kingdom of God above all else, you and I need to settle God is bigger God is greater, and most importantly, God is in control. Now, I think I'm preaching to most of the converted here where we would say, yes, God is bigger. Yes, God is greater. Yes, God is in control. We would love singing great songs and a great faith-filled atmosphere, but let's take it down a notch and make it personal. Is he in control of your life? Is he in control of my life? Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Another translation puts it, seek first the kingdom of God. Don't go out, try doing everything else, but come back to seeking God and this upward relationship we have through him, uh, to him through Jesus. When we live totally in relationship with him, we not only understand he's in control of everything and our lives, we actually find rest in the knowledge, I actually don't have to worry right now because my God shall supply all my need. Can you say that for yourself? Or is there a blockage going on between the upward relationship? Jesus taught that whenever the going got tough and even... When it wasn't tough, he would make a point of removing himself from daily activity, from his best mates, from the demands of the world around him. He would often, in his case, crank up a mountain faster than anyone else could get there and spend time with the Father. Jesus knew how important it was to first and foremost have an upward relationship with God. I love that Philippians 4.19 reminds us that he will supply. You and I don't need to go to the store to access the supply. We need to go to the source. Sometimes we think it's found in a church service or a certain relationship or a lifestyle of living, but actually we have access to the source. And your, and sorry, and my God, Philippians 4 verse 19 says, shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The good news is Jesus has already gone before us so that we can access the wonder of heaven. I do believe when you know that God is totally in control, anxiety is now not a part of your equation. I have experienced this again firsthand 
with what our incredible senior pastor is walking through. It's in those moments where everything makes no sense and you're out of control, the test comes on as to how trusting you are that God is in control. I have seen it in my own life practically, time and time again, at work, where all I've got to do is have a reality check of how the upward relationship's going to start to realize I can get through this. Prayer, I think, is an underestimated skill set, key, weapon in the 21st century Christian. We underestimate how powerful prayer is, but prayer is what connects us. Prayer is simply chatting to God. It's the upward relationship. And prayer is not actually about, although I do this all the time, like I'm sure many of us do, prayer is not actually about letting God know what we need. Because as we read earlier, He already knows. It's actually less about us letting Him know what we need and more about giving us the opportunity to express our trust in who He is. And my God shall supply all your needs. Seek first the kingdom above all else. When we truly trust God for our provision, there will be steps we have to walk out naturally. Jesus modeled that. But when we truly trust God, we don't need to live with any worry or anxiety. In fact, Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7 says, Do not be anxious for anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will now guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. See, anxiety will try and convince you that there is no ability to have control in the situation. People often use the acronym of fear, you know, false evidence appearing real. We get gripped with something that's not actually even truth. Yet when we come back to who God is, we start to discover that actually I may feel naturally completely out of control and there's no hope. I'm living anxious in every moment and every day. I can actually find peace and realize God is in control and not have to be anxious for anything as I pray and see God move. Secondly, not just an upward relationship with God, but Jesus' model that to be anxious-free or anxiety-free or worry-free, we need to have an inward changing of heart by surrendering to Jesus. Not just an upward, but now an inward changing of heart. This is why you and I need to recognize and realize that the moment, if you're a Christian, you gave your heart to Jesus, it was a surrendering of who you were. Not just a feel-good moment or, okay, I'm going to do this because it makes sense logically, but there is a changing that takes place where we now surrender who we are for who He is. And so not only is it a seeking God above all else, but then it goes on to say, live righteous. And you and I actually can do our best job to try and be righteous, but you cannot be righteous unless 
you are in Christ. Our righteousness comes from Him. And to live righteous, really simply for me, is a recognition to stop living self-centered and start living God-centered. When worry comes my way, I go to the book. I go to God's living word and I say, what does your word say about this, God? Not, what am I feeling right now? I just need to live my feeling and my moment and as the popular saying right now is, my truth. No, I need to come back to the truth and align my heart to God's heart. Because Luke 17, 33 reminds us, hey, if you cling to your life, (laughs) you will lose it. But if you make a decision to surrender, to let your life go, you will save it. It's a challenge to live righteous in this day, in this age. And can I be the first to say, we will never get it right all the time. The enemy wants you and I to buy into a lie that we have to be perfect to be people of God. No, we have to have a heart surrendered, coming back to the truth of who God is. It's an upward relationship with God. It's an inward changing of heart by surrendering to Him. It's a commitment. I am going to commit to do my utmost to embrace the principles of God's life. It's in that moment we start to realize we can live as Psalm 55 verse 22 puts it, where it says, cast your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Sometimes we read that and I think we think it's a casting, you know, fishing rod or throwing a ball. Here you go, God, you're over there. But to me, I've discovered the casting of my cares on the Lord is actually coming to Him. And it's a posture of total surrender. Because when you get low, so to speak, and you say, I got no answers here, I need you. That is where heart is ready to receive transformation. I think it's a whole lot easier to try and do this than it is to do this. And as I said, we're gonna come around communion soon and communion is a chance for you and I to surrender again. I don't wanna harp on about it, but this last season has been a full challenge to re-surrender when it comes to not my senior pastor that's quite easy I did that a long time ago but when it comes to my dad that's a different story God I trust you but I haven't had to trust you with my dad before what do I do with that in those moments it's not about trying to cast your care this way, it's coming back and saying, oh man, I don't know how to do this one. And again, this week, I was just meditating in God's Word, and the psalm stuck out, Psalm 73, verse 26, and I actually sent this to Pastor Paul, because I was encouraged by it, and I said, I feel to encourage him, and it was simply this, my health may fail, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. 
forever. How's your upward relationship? How's the inward changing? Not just changed, changing heart by surrendering to Jesus. Because I think if there's something I've learned, when you're anxious, it will try and convince you, anxiety will try and convince you that you actually can't change. Whereas God says, no, you can if you surrender. And then third and finally, not just an upward, not just an inward, but now I believe Jesus modeled this an outward relationship by loving others as Jesus loves us. We can't, as I said, obtain the righteousness on our own, but what we can do is make a commitment to making other people's lives better, even if ours feel sucky right now. John 13, 34 to 35 in the Amplified Version says this, hey, I'm giving you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you, so you too are to love one another. By this loving, every single person will know that you are my disciples. If you, are, if you have love and unselfish concern for one another, if we wanna reach our world, church, we have to love those in our worlds that are yet to discover the wonder of his love. But we prove to them that God is real by doing so in an unselfish way. If there's anything this season has tried to teach us or beat into us as humans, is to worry about us. Keep your distance, stay away. We get it, we understand it from the health point of view, but do not get to a point where you buy into the lie that you're better off worrying about you than other people. Not only do we have to worry upward in, this, in the right sense of saying, God, I trust you, not only do we have to get to a place where we have an inward reflection, what's going on on the inside, and am I constantly changing, but we now have to have an outward love the way Jesus loves us. We have to be aware this isn't just a good idea, but it's actually a new commandment he gives us. If you're in any form of military or army and there's a command, you do it. And Jesus wants to stress to us today, it is our responsibility to not hold his love for ourselves. The team are gonna come and join me, but we need to be a generation of believers that have action attached to our faith. <laughs> In fact, I love what Acts 20 verse 35 says, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. It's not gonna be easy. Why do we not see every single person on planet Earth know the love of Jesus? Because it's not easy for people to love people that are unlovable or share their faith when there is a chance they're gonna get ridiculed for it. There is a enemy at work that wants to stifle the work and the finished work of Jesus Christ and he wants to stifle it in and through us. But we have to be reminded of those that have gone before us. Hey, I have been a constant example how you can do this by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And if we could just for a moment take our eyes off ourselves and place them on others, I think we would start to realize we're gonna be okay even though 
this society is not okay. And anxiety will always try and cause us to worry about ourselves. But I've found that in my darkest moments, if I step up and serve someone else as Jesus modeled it, perspective comes. And all of a sudden, you start to realize, I'm not in this alone. And we can get through this together because we've all got stuff, but we've all got access to the antidote to anxiety. His name is Jesus Christ. And so I want you right now there at home or there in the local here in the auditorium to grab your emblems for a moment. Just hold these. They'll be in the seat pocket in front of you. Maybe on your seat, under your seat in the local. And I've said this before, there's nothing special about these. I think the more we buy in bulk, the cheaper they are. (laughs) But I say that not to undermine the significance, but to remind you what we're about to partake of. And like I said, I don't want this just to be another message, but I hope it's a transaction moment. There's a little wafer in the top layer, and then you can open the second layer, and there's some grape juice signifying Jesus's body that was broken, Jesus's blood that was shed so that you and I could have freedom. And a life in Christ may not be all easy, but it's certainly worth it. In fact, I'll leave you with this, and then the team are going to lead us in worship as in your own time you reestablish maybe the connection upward. You take a moment to look inward and acknowledge the changing needed in your own heart or a commitment to say, you know what, God, I'm not going to just live for myself. I'm going to live outward for others. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30 says this, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. If you understand what a yoke is, a stall, it's not something that is comfortable, but if you take upon what Jesus asks you and I to do and how to live, if you take it upon me and let, take it upon you and let me teach you, because I'm gentle, I'm humble at heart, you will find rest in the way I've asked you to live life. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. We look for rest in all sorts of things. We look for it in people and relationships and jobs and cars and sleep and all sorts. But the truth is true rest only comes from God himself through Jesus. And so I want you to take maybe two, three minutes as the team minister and consider where you're at. Come back to who he is. And I believe as you do, The worries of your world, the cares of your life are going to be brought into perspective as you understand God actually is in control. Jesus has paid the price and we have the antidote to anxiety in and through him. And so as we partake of who he is, we partake of his goodness and his grace. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world.
Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.